Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is sharing those stories of servant leadership. Those men and women that are out there in the communities and in the marketplace making a difference. We have a great servant leader in studio with us today with higher military, Chris Thorne. Chris, welcome, sir. Appreciate it, James. Great to be here with you today. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Well, uh, you know, it's a, it's an honor to be able to talk to you about not just higher military, but the DOD Skill Bridge program that we work with. And the, the whole reason that we do this is because there are about 250,000 transitioning service members every year leaving the military and making sure that we give them an opportunity for appropriate employment so that they can live and take the stress off of themselves and their families and address that before they're out of the military and still, instead of waiting until afterwards, that's really important to us. So we work with this DOD SkillBridge program to create internships in industry before they leave the service. The service member gets an opportunity to get recent and relevant experience inside the industry, get a little bit better understanding what the civilian job market's all about, a little different from their time in the military, obviously. And so they get that foot in the door. They get to create networks within the industries sure. they want to work in because yep. that's one of the most important elements is creating that network. And then, of course, the company who's hosting them, well, they've got a great benefit because they get first look at an amazing talent pool, transitioning service members with all these great skills. They get to bring them in, try them out for a little while, give them an opportunity to learn and grow in their business. And then when they find, because almost always find that they really love these men and women out there, and then they can hire them directly on, but they already know the fit. They already know the skills and they can put them right to work doing the right things. And so it's a great win-win for everyone. They've already had that opportunity as a tryout on both sides. Absolutely. I mean, know? just imagine if you could have a four-month interview with everyone you tried to hire. Oh, my gosh. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> I would have made so many mistakes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's back up a second. How about you? What, I mean, what was your transition like yourself? You know, you're a yeah. Marine. What was your transition like? Well, actually, Navy. The, Pardon that's me. That's okay. No, Strike right. that. Yeah, it's, uh, so, actually, yeah, uh, Navy, a uh, 30-year Navy career, uh, okay. hospital corpsman by background, and wow. uh, became a, uh, you know, a command master chief, so, you know, which is another way of saying I eventually sat behind a desk, told people what to do, and pretended they listened to me, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but as a hospital corpsman, I spent about 19 of that 30 years, actually, with the Marine Corps, so okay. um, great experience. I absolutely love my time in the Navy. I love sharing the time with the men and women, not just of the Navy and the Marine Corps uh, did a few international deployments and augmentations yeah. and worked with Army, Air Force, Australians, Japanese, and just that opportunity really as, a, as somebody who um, would never have had the opportunity to see the world, to experience yeah. cultures around. I mean, I think my last count is something like 65 countries visited on behalf of the United States government out there. Um, Thank you, America. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, how many How many years, Chris? 30 years. 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. Wow. So. And what, ha what had you first, you know, decide, all right, I'm going to go into the military. This is for me. Yeah, you know, uh, it, like most people, and as a matter of fact, we find that about 70% of military members, one of the strongest influencers is that they've got military background in their family or really close friends and family who mm -hmm. were in the military who talked to them about the experiences. And so, like so many of us, my grandparents were that greatest generation, that World War yeah. II and, and Vietnam era, uh, through to Vietnam. And so hearing their stories, listening to what the military did for them and really sort of gaining that sense of duty that came from it, I think that gave me a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. And then of course in the 80s, Top Gun came out and that just sealed the deal right You're there. You're like Navy, That's All it. done. It's, it's done. Absolutely. Got it. <laughs> Fantastic. So fast forward, you served 30 years. Mm -hmm. 
What was your transition like? So I finished up overseas. They always say uh, never retire from overseas. It's one of the most challenging locations to do your okay. separations, physicals, and trying to find a job from overseas and all that. Um, and I was actually very, very lucky. Uh, things fell into place, not by proper planning, but more by sheer luck on my part. Okay. And, and so I, I was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. But what it did is it allowed me to have an opportunity to really open up, engage, and start finding other people to, to reach out and network with. Uh, since the pressure was off of me at that mm-hmm. point, and I could really relax with it a little bit more. And as I did that, I started really understanding, better just discovering the transition process that others were having, which was not as easy as mine. Uh, the challenges they were going through that were so much harder, so much more stressful. And that really, it put a lot of pressure on me internally and myself yeah. to try and take the simplicity that I had in transition yeah. and be able to share that with others. Um, again, it's not something that I planned for. It's something that happened because I knew people. I had networks who took care of me and right. set me up for success. Right. And I want to help others in that same fashion. Yeah. And, and at that point, you have a family. Mm-hmm. You have other people counting on you. Mm-hmm. And you got to say, I've just had 30 years of my life with the U.S. Navy and the military. And now I, I get to transition and get a job and actually pay the bills a different way. Yeah. And that's, you know, that transition from the military, that's really when you talk about all of the social issues of veterans, you can chase most of them back to that transition stress. I, I, I have to keep the lights on. I have to put food on the table and I have to pay rent and a mortgage because I've got a family who's counting on me and relying on me. And I'm going out into a world that I don't know and understand and I haven't worked with them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have to try and put my foot in and find success out there. And that causes just an immense amount of stress. And we see that a lot in veterans out there. So it's why the whole finding jobs before transition, good, appropriate jobs that fit the match and culture of the individual, we really believe it makes a a significant difference in alleviating the stress and making the whole process for veterans better. I mean, to me, it's just a no-brainer on both sides, you know. Explain again, you know, walk us through slowly you know, the Department of Defense, the SkillBridge program. Yeah. So the the DOD SkillBridge program uh, actually was born in 2012. Congress authorized it coming out of the recession era. So fairly years. recent. Uh, absolutely pretty pretty recent. It, it did come out of the recession era. And that's in 2011. You know, obviously, we all know that unemployment was at a high peak there. Sure. We, you know, a little over 10, 10.5% unemployment peak and then coming back down. But in 2011, you know, a sample size of transitioning service members that they looked at nine months post-military, they found 50% unemployment rates, which is just, yeah, nine months post- Unacceptable. Completely socially unacceptable. Yeah. Um, And even more than from the social fabric, the cost-wise, you know, just like- Sure. Interest in services they other people wouldn't normally use. Absolutely. Well, you know, the, one of the interesting things, and people don't usually think about this, just like every other employer out there, the DOD is responsible for unemployment compensation benefits. Mm. And just like every other employer out there, when somebody walks into the office and claims the benefits, DOD is responsible for the check. They're writing that check. Absolutely. 2011, DOD wrote $1 billion in unemployment compensation. Uh, just a, a massive, chunk, massive chunk, really spurred Congress into action yeah. to really address this issue of recent relevant experience and so signed into law to create this program. Uh, and so the whole concept really comes back to matching up service members with companies and industries that they're interested in locations that they want to be in jobs that they want to transition into to create yeah. opportunity on both sides. I mean, phenomenal service and to me it's it's a no-brainer. 
as someone who you know served, walk in, in you know, each service member has their own transition story. Mm-hmm. What is that like when you you know, you know, you're a sailor and you're looking at okay, shoot, I've been doing this for thirty years and my skills involve, you know, working on subs. Okay, <laughs> nuclear. You know, nuclear warhead preparedness. Yeah. And, you know, this, 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 and this. And you're like, where does that map on to a civilian job? And it just, maybe, frankly, it doesn't. Absolutely. You know, the ones that correlate, sure, that's the easy stuff. But the stuff where there's no direct correlation, how do you work with that service member to have them think differently about their skill sets? That's, you know, that's a great question. It's one of the things we fundamentally do. You're right. I mean, if you're a physician, that translates whether you're in the military or in the civilian sure. community. Absolutely. Um, but if you've been driving a tank or you've been shooting cannons or if, you, yep. you know, how does that translate to a job? And so helping them understand what the skills they actually have and what those translate into in the civilian sector out there. They're full. Military members are full of these soft skills that employers love. That reliability, Tons. dependability, the accountability, ability, discipline, all those things. You know, I mean, it's amazing how nice it is just to know somebody's going to show up for work on right. time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's do what they're told. Absolutely. Um, but how do we turn that into understanding, uh, you know, directly relatable skills? And so talking with service members to understand and peel back that onion. Okay, well, you might have been an infantry leader taking a bunch of people and telling them to go shoot over there. But you have directly relatable skills in being able to plan and project where you need to be, when you need to be there, and allocate resources, the people, and the money that you need to be able to do that. And you have to train people to be prepared for that and be accountable and be able to take them aside and look at them and have an honest conversation and remediate them where needed. And so in a management and leadership perspective, those are all very valuable skills to an employer Absolutely. that a military person just doesn't really think about because they're just inherently part of the they're job. They're just ingrained in who they are. Absolutely. They, so they don't even pick up on it. Absolutely. And so that job skills translation, understanding what does the civilian community, the commercial marketplace, what are they looking for in hard skills and which ones do you have? How do we translate those over? We love doing that. And so let's flip the coin for a second. You know, I'm listening to this. I'm an employer. Yeah. What What does that relationship and process look like? That's actually, you know, for me, it's one of the most enjoyable parts of what I do is working directly with employers for them to understand how they can open up skill sets to service members to create mm. those opportunities. Um, we have a lot of people. I think you and I were talking before. Information technology is a vast open yep. area out there. And it's a great opportunity obviously a huge amount of our service members are, are Gen Xers and, and millennials who have just sort of an inherent knowledge of computer skills that makes me jealous. Um, but getting them out there into the marketplace, maybe they don't have the credentials, maybe they don't have the certifications that are out there. So getting these partner companies to open up an opportunity to bring someone in that maybe they couldn't take a risk on before and allow them to train into those credentials and certifications, um, creating success going forward. And I think we see that time and again across all kinds of industries and it really gives them the benefit of not being locked into that traditional mm. position description totally they, they can they could be a little bit more adventurous in who they give a shot to and i think it's a great way for them to do it at no cost at no cost is that amazing okay <laughs> i get to try before i buy try it before you buy it tap into a quarter million transitioning service members every year in a in a 3.6 percent unemployment market they're skilled they're backgrounded they're reliable they've got everything that you want yep. And you get first touch at them. It's kind of amazing. Wow. So if I'm listening to this, you know, and 
I'm a business owner, I'm a hiring manager, I'm in a leadership role. How do I engage with you guys? What does that look like? So with us directly, Hire Military, you can yep. always visit us at our website, which is www.hiremilitaryoneword.us. Yep. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. We live and survive on LinkedIn as a okay. platform. Uh, and we do that intentionally because as a business networking tool, we want our transitioning service members to integrate themselves and really be aggressive into understanding the commercial sector. So we really yep. encourage LinkedIn as a platform for social on a business perspective. And those are two great ways. And, and I'm happy to talk with any industry who'd like to have a little more conversation about these opportunities. Fantastic. I want to start to, you know, talk about transition readiness. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we hear about this transition, but then it's like, okay, how prepared are you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the responsibility on both sides. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's a big challenge that we see. And I think there's a lot of organizations who are really trying to address this. But the truth is, um, you know, every military commander out there who's responsible for people has competing priorities, operational interests, wars to be fought, ships to put to sea, units to deploy overseas. Um, and so the truth is preparing people for their next job after the military is not usually the priority. Not high up on the total. No, floor. right? I mean, why am I going to train you to take a job somewhere else? Uh, right. But the truth is we owe that to them. You know, we bring young men and women in off the streets, whether they enlist or whether they're an officer. Most of them are coming either directly out of high school or directly out of college. They've never actually lived in the world, Had right? a job. Absolutely. And, and what we took them into the military, we kind of broke them down and turned them into this clone of who we want them to be. Sure. And we have a responsibility to really sort of put them back in order before we right. put them out into right. the community, right? It's sort of, so um, one of the things we really try to work with is encouraging this transition readiness ahead of the curve. In, in other mm. words, don't wait until 30 or 60 days before you're getting out to start thinking about what the rest of your life is going to look like. Mm -hmm. We want to start talking about it, not just 12, 18 months, but almost from the time you first come in, we want to talk about what life after the military is going to be like because... I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but unless you leave the military in a pine box, we're all leaving it one way, one day, you know, right. and, and we need to be ready for what that is so that we can be successful afterwards. In that success and building on that success, you know, one of the things that you've shared that, you know, is so critical is having that network, having that group of folks spread out where you can lean on those different relationships to get the introductions and make the introductions mm -hmm. that you want and so need. Yeah, and so valuable. I mean, we, we know it. We, everyone in industry understands that networks are the keys to really opportunity out there. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in the military transition, a lot of young veterans are taught uh, to, to lean on what we call the spray and pray method, you know, make, right. a, make a resume and start clicking on, on links on the internet. Shoot it out everywhere. Absolutely. And then they just end up frustrated, sending out hundreds of resumes and getting no responses back and beating their head against the wall and thinking that industry is lined up against the veteran when in reality it's a change of mindset to increase those networks so that they're having informational interviews with people who can tell them what the industry is really about to connect them with somebody in a company or a partner company who can give them a little bit more insight I mean at the professional level 93% of jobs come from a direct connection or a network opportunity versus yeah. just that spray and pray and so we really do we encourage that networking again you know where LinkedIn is one of our main platforms to yep. develop networks that are so essential to success what else do you, so LinkedIn is is obvious right Actually, and it's yeah. pretty easy and you can get on there it can be free depending upon your level mm -hmm. um, 
What else do you recommend? You know, if, if I'm a serviceman or woman and I'm listening to this, yeah. what would you say, hey, what else do you need to do for networking? You know, the, one of the biggest challenges service members often face in, in uh, networking is the military hierarchical organization. It's pounded into every military member for very obvious reasons. But, uh, you know, you get very used to that. And so it's, it's just to a service member, there is no way that they can conceive usually that I can just, I'm, you know, I'm just a 25, 28 year old Joe Blow, not important, nobody big in the world. I can't send an email to a CEO of a company, a Fortune 500, Fortune 100 company. I can't send them an email and ask if they'll talk to me um, because right. that's really in the military mindset that would never Fucking be acceptable. Absolutely. But we want to encourage them to understand, you know, in the commercial sector, in the civilian sector, actually those kinds of opportunities to develop mentoring roles are welcomed mm-hmm. and sought after. And so you can reach out directly, email, phone call, you know, reach out to that person in a position of authority where you one day want to be, connect with them, ask for that informational interview out there. Hey, can we just have a phone call for five, 10 minutes and I, let me learn a little bit about what you do. So creating, expanding those networks through direct yep. engagement, probably one of the most important things that people can do. Love it. So just hammer that home. You know, if you're listening to this and you're in transition or you're serving right now, and at some point you will be transitioning, you know, really what Chris is saying is so important. Don't have reservations or be bashful or shy about seeking out the person that you're interested in learning more about what they do specifically or what their organization does and shooting them an email, shooting them a phone call. Absolutely. Show up at the office for God's (laughs) sakes. Don't be shy. Worst thing that can happen is you don't get a response where they say no. Absolutely. But God forbid you get somebody that you really want to talk to on the phone for five minutes and it opens your eyes to a whole new world of opportunity. Completely changes the perspective on everything. Then, of course, as we know, you know, it's like, you know, seven degrees of bacon separation there, right? Right. You know, (laughs) you you get to know one person in a position and they introduce you to others who change your perspective, give you more dynamics on there. So it's, it's a great way. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, folks, you know, you're, you're going to want to go check out the website HireMilitary.us. That's HireMilitary.us. Chris, what are some you know parting words and thoughts for our network and listeners? You know, I think the biggest thing I would offer for those transitioning military members out there, um, especially in the local San Diego and Southern California regional area, mm-hmm. there is a great network of support. But you need to reach out. You need to be proactive. Just like anything else, nobody's going to hand it to you. So reach out to those networks and and make use of them. There's people to connect you. For our partners in industry out there, really that thought that transitioning service members bring the skills that you need, all we need to do is give them an opportunity to get in the door so that they can learn the skills that you have. And that's the biggest thing that I would offer out there. And uh, it's a pleasure to get to work with the program and really glad to be here today to talk with you about it. Well, thank you so much. You know, welcome to the Rise Up Network. We're honored to have Higher Military and Chris Thorne. You guys are doing great things. I, I love I love the model and what you guys stand for and what you represent. And we're going to continue to share you guys and hopefully we can keep stoking this fire for you. Pleasure. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being on, folks. Get out there and rise up.